How's it going, gentlemen? Not bad, man. Not bad. It's Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> this is Val Venus, and I'm joining the cast Bad Scannon. <laughs> For this Imagine. issue, this R-rated issue. This is the next evolution of his career. He joins our podcast. That's amazing. Is he still alive? He's still alive. Actually, uh, he... Well, I didn't he's even reti- hear who you said. Val Venus from... Uh, oh! He, he actually retired Val from Venus. wrestling and uh, is a weed-like distributor because it helped save some type of... Or helped him cope with some type of medical issue. Oh, uh, depression. A lot of those guys... No, no, like, no, an actual... An actual reason. An actual like ailment. Well, I mean, sorry, not the oh, really? Not that depression isn't an ailment, but like a. a I'm, I, when yeah, sounds I like that's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I meant to say like not like a a physical ailment, not a, a psychological oh, one. Okay, so that's probably more like CBD and stuff like that, mm-hmm. if anything. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Good for I him. I see some I mean, shade I mean, being Mike thrown. Tyson, Mike Tyson owns a weed farm now too, so I guess there's a there's something going on there. There's a lot going That's on. That's the there. thing I don't understand. <laughs> how how can they own that? It's it's federally still not approved, right? In the states, it depends where I you don't are. Know. Yeah, I have no, I, I really don't know what the regulations are. But I, I read something or heard something recently in a podcast about him, like 40, 40 acre, like some huge like farm where he's going to be forty growing. acres and a mule. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's where I was going with that. Um, yeah, something about him growing his own weed, and I think he's going to be a distributor. I really don't know. I should have looked into it more before I said anything. But. Mike Tyson weed makes you punch somebody. <laughs> well, hopefully it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing with the whole like legalizing weed versus like alcohol. It's like no one who gets high is going to be like out there acting erratic. You know, it's like the complete opposite effect of alcohol. You yeah. just want to stay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will say this though: if you're smoking and driving, that's a no-no, guys. I know right. that you know people have been saying, "Oh, weed's not that bad," but there've already been uh, uh, like accidents where people have been smoking weed. And, uh, same as drunk driving, also very no, dangerous. You but have, no, you have to regulate yourself. Yeah. You know, like you, if you have a drink, you know, you should know when you're able to drive again. If you're gonna smoke, you should know when you're able to drive again. Yeah, like you know, be responsible. Just that some people are stupid. And like, oh yeah, it's normal. I'm gonna do it while I'm actually driving. You're like, yeah. would you drink? Like, would you have a coffee mug? I mean, I bet there's some people have a coffee mug full of yeah. vod- vodka, but like you know, like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it just sucks to hear because I mean. Also, if you are someone who generally supports the culture, like the, you know, weed culture or what is it? Head culture, I think is yeah. that, that some people refer to it as. Or hemp culture. Hemp, hemp culture. If you if you really are a supporter of the culture and then you're going to smoke and drive and cause an accident, you are pushing the culture back. So if you yeah. generally believe in what weed can do for people and the benefits, don't hold it back by doing things like that. You know, just be responsible. Do what you ha- you want to do. Do what people fought for for so long and it's finally legal in Canada. And if you're going to do it, you know do it responsibly and i I know we sound like old 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 people saying that but you know i'm saying that as i like to use the word responsible people yeah like if you are gonna do it you know just smoke up go to a parking lot and drive around just practice for a while (laughs) (laughs) no but you know what that sounds funny but it's true huh i said that sounds funny but it's true though you know it's because the problem is is that you have a lot of people who are like Oh, I never smoked before because it was bad. It was, it, I was, I'm nervous. But now I, I like it because it's, it's, it's legal, guys. So now we can do whatever we want because everyone else says they yeah. can do it. And you're like, yeah, people who've been smoking for 10 years and gotten a very high tolerance and don't yeah, laugh exactly. like little schoolgirls when they take a puff. 
you know, those people know what they're doing. You, Mr. Like 40 year old trying it for the first time because like you blasphemed it for so long. Like, no, I'll never yeah, forget. There's, Sorry. It's definitely a Same thing with alcohol. If you've never like, if you haven't drank before and you drink for the first time in your four, there's a feel, you know what the buzz is if you have experience, right? Yeah. That yeah. first time, like first few, a couple of years is people go overboard with a lot of things. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, about comic books. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah. <laughs> so oh, this yeah, is boy. That's Canon. We're going to be talking about a comic book today called... You know what? I won't even say its name. You guys introduce oh, it. No, I'm joking. Oh, my God. Just for that, you have to say it. <laughs> this one is We Stand on Guard by a Brian K. Vaughn. We've done a couple. Actually, we did. We did what? Saga. Yeah, we did Saga. We did Why the Last Man. Empress? Isn't and, Empress his? No, Empress is Mark Millar. Okay. So, yeah, we've I done. Think, yeah. yeah, we've done two or three, maybe even four of his titles. Brian K. Vaughn, definitely a podcast Pro, favorite Pro, prolific yes author. yes yeah, he's a veteran. very much so very much all those credits all those accolades all those status all do respect to him very very well and i i appreciate his writing so, except in so no that, but anyways uh that's so, that's that's how brian butters <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. before review <laughs> so brian came and artist steve scro is that how you pronounce that we're just going to say Scross. Scross? Okay. <laughs> so Brian K. Vaughn, Steve Scross, Matt Hollingsworth, and lettering done by Phonographics Designs, uh, lettering and design, and coordinator Eric Stevenson was on this project. So this is an image comic title that came out a couple years ago. I think we are looking at something that came out 2015, August 2015 is when well, this particular issue, issue two, came out 2015. I'm guessing the other one came out uh, July, July 1st. Yeah, July 1st. Oh, Canada Day. That, obviously. Yeah, it makes sense. That was silly of me. That was silly of me. Uh, so, do, are any of the people af- connected to this Canadian? Does anyone know? Uh, Vaughn, Strauss, Hollingsworth. Here. Anyone? I'm, because I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting on the interweb. So Keep it on the main page. Do we, do Talk we, about so stuff. Vaughn, I already know he's from Cleveland. Ah, the home of Superman. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, he, he even started. Steve Scross is Canadian. Who's Canadian? Steve Scross? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, he is. Uh, go down. There's uh, other names. Hollingsworth. Name. Matt Hollingsworth. The third. We've seen stuff from him, of, too, I think. Of the Baltimore Hollingsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Canadian. Uh, no, he's he's from Cali. California uh, failed. So the mix, and you have you have uh, someone from Cleveland. So they they do go. Yeah, I mean they do in both places in the comic book. So there we go. Mm. They're trying. There you go. That's pretend. So the comic book we're reading today, like Doc said, I don't know if you actually said it. It's called We Stand on Guard. Um, and I guess you want me to read the. Take it away, uh, Tobes. All right, let's do this. He's got that good narrator voice. Second, the he read. does. Ladies, calm down. It's just a voice in your podcast. Yeah. God, be happy they can't It's not see like him. there's a reason he's called the Adonis. <laughs> just wait till I take my shirt off. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So this All the is ladies an in the game men have just <laughs> thrown their head, headsets they're like, out. They're like, I can't handle this. They're like, we want this to be a video recording. <laughs> Welcome okay. one and all. Uh, <laughs> hit us, Tobes. Hit us, Tobes. All right. So this is an this is an action packed military military thriller. Um, 
<clears throat> it goes a hundred years from now, a hundred years from now. Well, I didn't even know it was that long ago. Or <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that much of the future. Yeah. That, that much of the future. Yeah. But it, um, it makes sense actually with the mech warriors they have going on. Anyway, a hundred years from now, a heroic band of Canadian civilians must defend their homeland from invasion by the United States of America. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> from America. That's, that's pretty much it. It's like a hundred years from now, a hero, heroic band of Canadians must defend their homeland from invasion by the United States of America. And the whole thing is pretty much freedom fighters versus giant ass fucking robots. Pretty much. Driven by Americans. I gotta say, yeah. I, Brian K. Vaughn, I gotta ask you, did you steal this one from that John Candy movie, Canadian Bacon? <laughs> He got drunk watched Canadian Bacon. It's like, I could do this better. No, but the best part is, it's not even that he could do that better. He got drunk, watched Canadian Bacon, woke up the next morning, forgot he watched it, and then wrote a comic book and was just like, yeah, this sounds this sounds cool. So, and then someone, <laughs> is that your elevator pitch? Yeah, my, yeah, okay, okay, my elevator pitch. Oh, wait. Okay, okay. I was going to ask you that, too. Yeah, the part. elevator pitch. In my elevator pitch, Brian K. Vaughn got drunk, watched Canadian Bacon, passed out. Oh, maybe smoked a little too. Woke up the next morning and was just like, whoa, that was a weird dream. Because he couldn't see the faces in the dream. <laughs> he decided to just write this story. And then he changed it up. He's just like, okay, I'm going to change this character's gender, this character's race. We're going to add a little bit of this. We're going to we're gonna add some spices, salt-based style. Just going to sprinkle a little bit on top and make it cool. And it's going to appeal to everybody. There you go. There you go. That's my pitch. <laughs> That's my pitch, guys. Canadian bacon from a drunk Brian K. Vaughn. Who had been smoking or doing shrooms? One of those two, <laughs> whichever one, whichever one has you hallucinating huge mechs in the hundred year future, <laughs> running around stomping things. <laughs> whichever one does that, and you know what? I don't even feel bad saying that because if you look at the first panel, it really does look like something that someone did while high. Like the first panel, the first bit. panel in the first issue, and the first panels, or like I mean, the second page in the second issue, really colorful. Like really, really colorful. There are, yeah, they're just yeah. That's all. That, uh, you, there you go. Littlest, the littlest okay. robo on the screen. Shout out to the littlest hobo. If you're Canadian, you know that show. So Wait, just, littlest hobo was on the screen. Where? Yeah, on the screen in the second issue, it says the littlest robo, and it's like uh, a nod to the littlest uh, hobo. Like, there's all these. I, I missed. I missed that, man. I gotta go back and read. Yo, dude, I, I actually even missed on the second panel in the first issue that it says Ottawa, Ontario, twenty one twelve. Yeah, as a yeah. year. I actually, I actually missed that too. I don't know why. There's a maybe there's things. too many colors going on. Yeah, I guess that's what I was it's saying. It's so pretty. I can't concentrate. Exactly. <laughs> there's even a, a, a Ronald McDonald throwing up in the background in the, what? Yeah, what? on the poster. <laughs> I oh, like shit. how David and I are like. Yeah, there's all these like little things. See, I didn't like the comic, so instead of reading the thought bubbles, I looked everywhere else on the page. For <laughs> you were looking for entertainment. I was just like, where can I hey. be entertained? And okay. you know what? They probably had a contingency plan for people like you and did that. So <laughs> they, they're like, if they don't like what we're writing, they're probably like what we're drawing yeah there you go so okay who else has i'll do i'll do my elevator pitch so uh get into the elevator and i look at my boss i'm like yo man so uh i'm gonna write a i'm gonna write a post-apocalyptic uh story about how uh canada and u.s finally you know go to war boss responds yo man that's a little too real uh how about it's a hundred years in the future Uh, that's it's a little bit too make-believe but the americans are winning all right i'm good Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's no There's really 
just as short as, as the byline was, there's really not much to like an, the elevator pitch here. It's mm-hmm. like the nightmare scenario, right? Canada versus US. We're so close that like eventually that we all think that's going to happen at some point. If the Americans decide to come after us, this is probably what will happen <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And what are they after? Our hydro, our water? That's oh. pretty much what the the main the main thing is here. The thing that drives me crazy with the idea. Actually, no, I'll wait till the review. Yeah, that's review. I'll wait till well, it's, it's pretty much done. There's no real elevator pitch well, aside from what we all just said yeah, already. Yeah, that's so, true. yeah. That's true. Okay. All right. We're going into the next segment, folks. Cool. We're doing the big one, the big gun, the big show. <laughs> The raw flow. We like to get into the ring with it. Throw those punches, verbal punches. I don't know. Throw them bows. Throw them bows. Yeah, there Throw you go. those hypothetical bows. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. It is. crazy in the pit. Judgment call. So the it's judgment a, call. myself, Doc, versus Toby. That's right. Um, uh, I'm coming off a loss. Dave has a two-game win streak going on yeah. here for some reason. Yeah, I know. I have to this take is a break. Whole, this season, this break. season is a whole new Dave. I, I want know, season man. one. I want season one Dave back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the irrational, going over season his time, yelling at people, getting penalties. <laughs> I don't like this composed. This new, this new, this new prepared version of Dave. I feel like we're battling an android or something right now. Speaking of. Speaking of Android, our next issue is going to be based on one. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So you want to just let them know what Judgment Call I, I mean, at this point, if you don't know what Judgment Call is, turn the damn podcast off and go back to season one. Oh, yeah, I was man. about to say, whoa, uh, go, calm down <laughs> in the bar, go back. Yeah, yeah go back yeah, and yeah, listen yeah, to all the yeah. episodes. Notice we didn't even do our introductions at the beginning because, like we said, you guys don't need to no. hear our names at the beginning. You exactly. already know what you're listening to. Oh, that's, right. that's canon, baby. That's how, it, that's how yeah. it is. I defend a character. The other guy defends a character. And that's pretty much all you and need to know. Yeah, and then we pick, and then we pick a winner at the end. Yeah, there we go. Um, I, I, I'm just gonna say the I like the tagline: "Fight for your right for your character to be in the spotlight." I don't know why. I feel like it rhymes enough that make it's kind of catchy. It's fine. It's because you it's made it up. That's why. You hey, 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 Listen, I don't, I don't hit on your music at the beginning of the episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which we appreciate. Please keep. Yeah. Let us keep using it. That was an empty threat. I swear. Uh, man. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, so today I, it's. Doc and I. Right, so, Dave's the judge. You got a timer? So, I got a, I got the timer ready. I'm debating on who's gonna go first. Um, oh wait, hold on. I have to pull up my oh. my character. Oh, someone's not so, someone's not at that. Well, I'm ready, but right, just right. I I mean, in this time, Toby could have already started. By the way. Oh but. no no. Mm. Oh, pressuring the judge, eh? Taking those notes down. <laughs> but uh, why are we not starting? <laughs> <laughs> no no seriously. Uh, we'll go, we'll start with Toby. Uh, so All right, you that's fine. Okay, so in three, two, one, go. All right, so I had a hard time picking a character today for some reason. Um, but I think digging back into my comic book, um, what I like most about this troop of, I don't want to say Avengers, they are warriors of the X variety. <laughs> There is a character in this group that I've always liked. He has seen the spotlight, but he's never been done right. Oh, you like that? You like the little And his name starts with Knight, is the rest of my oh. line. Oh. Nightcrawler. Oh, okay. Uh, I feel like Nightcrawler hasn't been done right. Aside from the first time we've seen him on screen where he has that battle scene in X2. I believe yeah. in the in the White House, which is one of the best and action sequences I've ever seen, and I've watched that probably like two hundred times. 
Um, but we don't really get to ever dig into more about his story. He's always just found as a destitute and someone who needs help. But we never know how exactly he got to where he was. Uh, this is someone who grew up as a devout Catholic. Um, but because of his demonic appearance, he's never really fit in or even that makes it difficult to attend mass. I would assume if you're a Catholic and you look like a demon, uh, nobody really wants you in there. And there's a whole part of a story that's never really touched on is the fact that he is actually in one of the universes, I'm assuming anyway. Um, I'm putting you on a pause. Steve. Yeah, uh, repeat the last 10 seconds. Yeah, so there's something that's never really been touched on is the fact that he's actually Mystique's kid, um, which is something that is never really brought up. And I think there's a lot more to be explored there. Uh, he's someone who was shunned at birth because of his blue skin. And unlike Mystique, he was never really able to shapeshift and change his appearance and really blend in with people. So just seeing how he became, he came to be as a person, as a human being, because he is one, um, that would be something we definitely could explore a bit more. Um, Mystique, actually, also, there's a whole thing about her, like, throwing him over a, a ledge as she was being chased down by a group of people trying to hunt him down. So, I mean, he must, there, there's got to be some sort of hatred, hate, love, and not even a love, just a hatred relationship between him and her, which, again, is never touched on. It's almost like they don't know each other from, I, I guarantee you ask anyone, and they don't know about this guy, uh, his history, um, his powers and abilities. I don't know how much time I have left. So I'm just going to go through that. Okay. Powers and abilities are, uh, I guess, jumping from teleporting. Um, let's see here. Uh, he has the ability to teleport himself and a certain amount of additional mass from one point to another virtually instantaneously. He does this by displacing himself through an alternate dimension briefly and reappearing in a desired and pre-selected location. Uh, he's pretty skilled in combat, but I mean, you don't really need to be when you can teleport every two seconds and, you know, take your enemies out. And like I said, go see that scene from X2 because that's the best possible um, depiction of its abilities you'll see. Cool. You get an extra like five seconds. Perfect. Let me know when you're ready, kids. And Doc, get your gloves up. You're going in three, two, one, go. Hey everybody, I'm going to be talking about Zandal Randolph, a.k.a. Bulletproof. He's a character from the Image universe that is based on Invincible. Now, one of the things that's the most important about Invincible is Invincible was originally written to be a satire of superhero powers and superhero characters. That was the whole idea. The whole thing was meant to be kind of a joke. The main character, Mark Grayson, his name Grayson was a play on Dick Grayson. His powers are very similar to that of Superman. All the characters, all the superheroes, the guardians of the globe, all the teams, everything was very much based on merging aspects of DC superhero lore and Marvel superhero lore and just kind of exploring that in a satirical way. However, once the satire was stripped away after a good couple issues and Kirkman realized he actually had good and well thought out characters because one of the arts to satire is to know your source material and to take that and to play on it but to also develop it into something of its own and in doing so you make the characters more interesting and what he did was make bulletproof one of the most interesting so bulletproof is a character who has a twin brother his brother is a mad scientist and does experiments for some odd reason in this universe twin brothers also have twin dna that's not neither here nor there but because tyrone decides to test his experiment for superpowers on his brother's Zandal, he actually ends up giving Zandal superpowers but he kills himself in the process. On a family front, 
this kind of turns into a crazy thing because Bulletproof then ends up having to pretend to be his brother because the parents always favored him. So his personal life is kind of a mess. But at the same time, he got to be a superhero. He got to be a guardian. He got to do some of the most amazing things. And one of the reasons I think he's worth writing about is because they only wrote about Invincible in Invincible's universe. They did a few comics on some other major characters, but they never focused on some of the side characters. And now that they have the universe established and Invincible's done, they could really go back and tell stories from the perspective of the other characters. They could go in and tell new stories from the perspective of other characters. There are tons of cool characters in this universe that they could do. There's one character who can predict every outcome like Nicolas Cage in Next and runs through all the scenarios. And he's kind of like a mix between Batman and uh dual gun swinger i don't know why he has dual guns but those types of characters are super interesting and the reason i'm picking bulletproof is because bulletproof has energy absorption flight interstellar travel self-sustaining invulnerability enhanced healing factor superhuman reflexes superhuman strength superhuman stamina superhuman uh speed and he has indomitable will charisma and he's an artist so one of the things that makes him so interesting to me his power set is similar to many other characters. Don't get me wrong. I get that. But we haven't seen those characters or those stories told in this universe. And on top of that, we have the advantage of someone who is different, new, and interesting. In a universe, that could be a lot of fun. I bet they differ. That's okay. You have your minute. Yeah, you have your minute. He's like already on, he's on the guns. All right, all right, all right. So... Toby, you get your rebuttal in three, two, one, go. Invincible. I mean, you already tried to preempt what I was going to say by saying he's more of the same, which technically he is. Same power says what we've always heard of. Superman complex. That whole thing is going to come into play here. Um, Guardians of the globe. <laughs> kind of Guardians of the Galaxy ripoff is <laughs> this character. Um, there's really not much else to say. What's his name again? Zandale Randolph mm -hmm. sounds like one of those like key and peel football player names um, I mean <laughs> there's really I, everything you said nothing really stuck out to me here he just sounds like a typical boring uh, he got superpowers and now he has to save the world kind of there's no emotional trauma there's nothing there it's that from what his twin brother um, who's named Tyrone for the double dose of black names. Mm. I mean, <laughs> he, <laughs> there's really like, it's just a lot of stereotypical, same old, same old thing going on here. I don't think anybody really wants to see that now. So, Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right. Dude, he came out swinging, bro. You better, you better have, Oh, yeah, like, don't worry. This bromance you guys got going on every time you guys go in there, he, he's getting over it. He's getting over it. He's oh, getting over worry. it real quick. I need <laughs> a win, damn it. <laughs> going for the jugular. He's pulling off that Steven Seagal going for your throat in uh, Under Siege. I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Right, you ready? Okay, so three, two, one, go. The first thing is the character you selected is so popular and has been done so many times and has so many stories out there that we all knew everything you were saying. Every single part of what you said was information we already have because they write this character all the time. 
they may not have written every aspect of him, but there's only so much you can tell before you make it boring for people because that's what's going to happen if you start to try and delve into the details and minutia behind the little boy who cried and was so sad because mommy was a bad guy and daddy was at this and he poofs and puffs and disappears into little realities and he's so sad and he's religious and he's in love with Storm. And notice how I know everything because we know everything. It's already been done. Nightcrawler's been done to death almost to the point where I don't care about him. Nightcrawler is one of the most overused, over uninteresting, over manipulative characters with so much Christian background that I'm just like, why would I want a god man in this whole story? Get out of here. We already have enough Christianity world that's destroying things. We don't need a guy who can poof path and go wherever you want to place else with it. Missionary. Bong. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know about that one. But all right. <laughs> that that was like You may know all about Nightcrawler, bro. A lot of people don't in the mainstream. Whatever we see in the mainstream. Anyway, that, I'll let you know. Okay, 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 okay. Everyone I stopped myself. I stopped I stopped myself. I stopped myself. You want five? Five seconds. I'll give him five. I'm giving him five. Why? Why are you doing this? I didn't. I didn't even finish my point. You want? You could finish your point. <laughs> as long as you can do it. In, you want five? No, I don't want. I stopped myself. I just <laughs> He's said nervous. that, so there's no point. I'm giving five. I'm giving five. Sure. Sure. Go five. ahead. I'm not. The Invincible Universe is new, and it's something outside of the norm. We could finally see interesting stories not held by the same stuff. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I'm happy. First of all, I want to say this. I'm happy you guys are bringing up your A game. This is this, this fun. This is now I know how you felt when you watched us for the first time. <laughs> that was fun. Um, so, first of all, you guys made perfect points for each. Uh, I completely agree with Toby. Uh, Nightcrawler. Although, if you dig, you could find. But on the popular versions of stuff that they've done... Uh, you know, Nightcrawler has been underutilized. Uh, there's a lot of stuff um, that there. There's even stuff that you haven't been able to touch on, like his version of Age of Apocalypse, which is very interesting as well. Um, his version of Os of M, the fact that he's the son of Mystique and the Zazzle. Whoa, 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 whoa! You want you're gonna start getting some penalties now. I will do <laughs> when that. When I started doing, wait, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Last time I did that, that was a minute. <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. As for Doc, I, I. You've been preaching the, the, the Invincible Universe for a while. Uh, I appreciate that. However, there is a problem. I agree with the concept that you just described essentially like Martian Manhunter merged with Superman merged with like Cable's like ability to like time Martian Manhunter? Well, you know, all the movesets that you said, like there was just so many oh, that oh, okay, like, okay. you know. So there is that problem there. I mean, that problem is also in, yeah. within DC. That Marvel. is within yeah. DC, okay. but the other problem is that they also haven't set anything up for Invincibles. So this is actually really hard. Hmm. <sighs> I don't like I don't like when you guys make it. Like, and then I have to look at Toby, who's looking at me with all those the, the, those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there's something about having like two minutes that makes me rush things sometimes. There's just so much, so much more to say sometimes. Anyway. Um, oh. Although I agree with both, the favor goes to Bulletproof this time, or Bullet, whatever oh, his name God is. Damn it. And it's only because, honestly, it's because you said once, you, you, you did a great job, Toby, but the only reason is this. One of the things that you talked about, specifically the, the Mystique and um, like the Lord uh, dynamic, um, comic book fans, if anything, know there's X-Men, the animated series, which there's they cover it actually very well 
there's actually a, an episode where Rogue and Nightcrawler find out that because she's adopted and he's her actual son that they become like brother and sister. Um, mm-hmm. But when I say Brian won, Brian won not even by like 51 to 49. You won by like 50.5 to 49.5 because oh, I completely, I completely utterly agree with with both i wish i could choose both but i can't and the invincible universe does sound that it needs to start it's ripe for the picking but i'm telling you this that's the last time you get to bank on the invincible universe i'll be much harsher <laughs> on your future ones are we gonna, keep, are we keep gonna, banking on it and that's what i'm saying you keep banking on it <laughs> are, are we are we then saying that we we should no longer be able to do dc or marvel either no, no, no. I'm just saying because you're telling me I can't bank on a universe that hasn't been pillaged, but we can continuously return right, okay. to uh, you know what two I, universes. I, I, that have been... I take it back. <laughs> I'm just pointing but, out, but I, I'm still gonna be harsh on you. I just feel like oh, that's, that's fine. It's, it's only because you're bringing it, up your eight games. So it you guys... just means I have to pick more obscure and interesting characters from a universe that is not tapped yet. You know what? Next time I'm just gonna go for Yurik from Why the X Men. Why, why, why the X Men? Whoa! Why the last man? If you pitch it like that, you're getting like you're just not making it through the gates, sir. But um, okay, cool. So uh, that was judgment call. It was very, oh, two. very, very good effort though on both parts. If anything, it's getting more interesting because now it's really becoming pulling at hairs. Oh yeah, Is the that, battles. It's yeah, usually like really it's starting cool. to become like really, really close. All right, so I now picked my next character just <laughs> off of this. So now we're going into the review. The review. So All I, right. I I want Brian to start this one. I feel like we should get out with with the dynamic. What I love this. <laughs> Brian, well, yeah, I, I I actually really want to know what you didn't like about it because this was a fun read for me. Yeah. Um, there definitely are very like thin characters in this, which makes yes. it hard to get invested in them, which is also the best part because it's kind of like, uh, what's that show? Like The Walking Dead in the sense that like, you know, as soon as you start thinking a character is interested and cool, boom, they die. And then the next man up, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of like that. It moved that it moved at that pace. The story was moving. There was never really a chance to relax. I didn't know what to expect going into this, but I didn't hate what I was reading either. That's fair. That I mean, that's all accurate too. I I think for me, one of the issues was while I was reading it, I don't know if I had just watched Altered Carbon or I was a, I must have been watching Altered Carbon at the same time, and I got this sense of that kind of hint of post-apocalyptic sense where the stories are so similar sometimes that while I was reading that. And while I was watching that show, and while I was thinking of the absurdity behind the idea of America doing this with no global ramifications, it just seemed weird. Like, I, I, I think I, it, it was hard for me to separate myself as a Canadian, obviously, mm. watching a story in which, and something we are factually concerned about with our water that the Americans do want our water. We this, this is something that people have been saying, that our protected lakes and all that stuff, we've lifted the protection on them under our last prime minister. Mm-hmm. That we, you know, Nestle and the monetization of a resource that a lot of people should feel is free mm-hmm. and the idea behind that any, everything has a value to it, even water. We're made up of 60%, 70%, some number like that of water. And then this story is kind of just that 
I guess it was just the un. I feel like the the story was based on trying to make us in North America understand what it feels like when America goes in somewhere trying to take your resources, and it felt mm. too real and too serious to be told in kind of a jokey, yeah. like oh hey, but that's me, that, and that's my per, per, that's my personal take on things, and I sometimes overanalyze. Actually, I always overanalyze. You guys know that. Yeah. It's one of the reasons we like doing this show because we get to overanalyze. But wa- reading this at the time and watching uh, Altered Carbon and thinking of all the like real ramifications in the world, and then being like, man, this is a little close to home. Like, you know, the Americans decide they want the water and the resources, so they're gonna go in and, you know, they're gonna take care so- of things and ma- and put us in a place where we are the villains. They make mention also of this. I I don't know if this is real history. There's a few things that I really should have double checked or done some investigative work on. Um, But there was a time back in the 1930s or 1920s where Canada was going to team up with England. Um, I think I forget what they mentioned here. Let me let me try to find it before I make this point. Okay, Uh, Dave, if you want to just touch on anything else you thought of the time, I'll say one thing that was interesting about this book. uh, Just reading it, and something that I thought was just generally cool is like it would spark drastic different reactions if you were from the u.s reading it than if you're canadian reading it and even if you're someone who's quebecois and reading it because you know there's one thing that was a little risque with this book was they had people speaking a different language and didn't translate it which is a very usually a common thing that does happen either people put like a star and they put the translation at the bottom or they put like a a star and they say oh this is translated in from french yeah, or whatever Russian, and, and yeah. yeah whatever mandarin or something yeah exactly so that was kind of interesting so it's like i i feel even as someone from quebec we're reading it differently than someone from like of let's course. say bc because also 100. we're closer to hydro in the, in the yes. sense of like how we we we, per- we perceive it and whatnot mm-hmm. so i thought that was cool something else about the book in general that i thought was interesting was the concept that like uh and i want to i wrote this down because i want to make sure to say it properly but it's like on top of being the bold it's, it's it's really brutal in both the reality the action the horror aspects and even the torture that they do in this book thank you it is and like don't get me wrong. I feel like the book is about fear. Like it, yeah. it's, it's a yeah, book it too. Is. It's a sli- it's both supposed to be entertaining. It's like because like you said, it's like fear the uh, sorry Walking Dead in the sense that it's a very serious topic. Mm-hmm. Like the Walking Dead tries to take a a, a made up scenario and just bring you to how it would feel. Mm-hmm. Like whereas mm-hmm. this is like this is an actual possibility. Maybe we won't live through it in our lifetimes. Well, per that's se. why they projected a hundred years exactly. From now. But like. The ramifications of what's going on could be true. The fact that they're saying, like, example, at one point in time, they're like, oh, the, they imply that the U.S. is using this to don't look at our problems, look at other people. And that's yeah. the problem. We're not going to deal with our problem, which is a problem I find in any country, really. Not, it's not That's not a U.S. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really like, wow, really, you're starting an entire war because you want to, like not have the president look bad or something which well, you know Trump um, <laughs> Trump. <laughs> well, Trump and this Trump. actually in the first in the first couple of panels this started with uh, the White House uh, just to give people a little context here the White yeah. House is being bombed like our first intro is to this family watching on the news uh, America being invaded or the White House being bombed and the families discussing you know the Americans will be bombing Algeria by morning and um this is the guy in the house, the man of the house. And the, his wife is like, well, how do you know that? Um, it could be another domestic group in the U.S. or And they're pretty much hypothesizing to what's going on. And I think the wife, what, what was her um, 
her role in she's the, like in, a, in all this. Isn't she something like in she's, agriculture yeah. or something? No. Yeah, she's like in. She's actually connected. Hold on, I'm trying to remember. She's she's anyway. She's in some form of politics. Yeah. yeah. And she's getting like a live feedback because everyone has these implants now in their eyes where they can kind of just like, uh, you know, feed into it, the internet. For kind the of lack. internet, whatever, yeah, for lack yeah. of explanation here. Um, and literally, as they're discussing the possibilities of who's attacking the U.S bombs just start dropping on they're in ottawa by the way in mm. canada in the year 2112 and bombs with the u.s <laughs> u.s army um labels just start dropping on them and before they can even have a chance to react boom the family get blown up the husband and wife get blown up the kids survive and our story from here on out follows the kids um the daughter amber and her brother i forget his name right now tommy and Tommy and it just follows their story on where they pretty much end up after that and who they meet along the way. And then we start getting more, uh, more information on what the purpose for this war was, um, who's winning, uh, who's being captured, who's being tortured. And they torture people by pretty much hooking them up to these machines and going into their minds so, um, and torturing them in that way. So they can pretty much, and they, they make sure they feel everything that's going on in that torture in their head. Uh, in real life. And this is where the altered carbon aspect came in. Because remember, right. altered Col- carbon had a similar thing where yes. whenever they were interrogating. So that's, I don't, I don't know why, but when I was well, reading. Well, this, this came, this came first. So oh, of course. Yeah. They, they yeah. Stole, yeah. Well, and remember, I, I like it came first, but we ended up reading it after. And I definitely right. must have read it at a similar time when I was watching the show or maybe True. just before. Cause I just remember thinking when I was reading this or when I was watching altered carbon, Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this exact thing. Mm. And I will say this, I will say that the torture aspect, cause that's what I was trying to lean to is done in one of the most disgusting ways. Creepy. Like it's one thing Fucking creepy. You know, like burning the girl, over and over again. Yeah. Like she dies up. and like feels all that and then it Comes back. starts the next day. But then to take it one step further the father thing and was... have her father come in and, and threaten to molest her. Yeah. That, that's where I was just I, like, I put down the book. Yeah, I was just like, like, dude, I get like the shock value and it worked. Writing comic books for to like really freak people out and really get at you. And, but we already live in such a messed up world. Like, why would you want to write a story in which this... Well, this like, is Brian K. Vaughn we're talking I about. I know, yeah. that, and that's the messed up part. That's the messed up part. It's just the fact that, you know, to write the story... I mean, I would think burning someone repeatedly alive is bad. I would think drowning them. I would think waterboarding is bad. But then to, like, the only positive memories that she can hold on to... And then use that against her to make a creepy version of her father who essentially says, I want to make love to the rest of you. I would never hurt you. It's like, like the vomit just started uh, yeah. Oh, coming yeah, you, up yeah, at me. Exactly. Like, I was just like, Brian K. Vaughn, you are one of the sickest people I know. But it, it was, yeah, because this is the leader of the resi- resistance that they captured. Yeah. Um, you were going to say, is he Yeah, exactly. Is he Because there's some French in here, which is yeah, kind of yeah, welcoming, because yeah. I understood everything. Anyway, um, she, yeah, so they captured her, and you know, she's not going to break. She's tough. Yeah. Everything they're throwing at her, right? she's resisting. Huh? I said that was character development for her, though. She you know, was like, probably the, the most it's, developed it's, it's character. To show that, you know, <laughs> even though you kind of yeah. waste her. But 
Man. Yeah, she was definitely the most developed character. Oh, oh, and going back to what I was mentioning before. So in British North America, the War of 1812 yeah. yes. um, is actually where we claim or Canadians claim that they actually successfully defended Canada against an American takeover. Yeah. So this kind of draws on that saying that ever since then is, you know, there's been talks of a plan of the U.S. wanting this to happen at some point. You know, they've been planning this again to take over Canada ever since the war of 1812. So they touch on that a little bit here as well. And I, so and I, I don't know if Canada actually has a contingency plan for such a scenario. But there's uh, what's poison that, the water. That's oh, God. <laughs> that, that, unfortunately that's like the, the robots in matrix. Cause that's like scorch the sky so that, you know, everyone gets destroyed. Mm. So mm. poisoning the water would definitely be a horrible plan. Cause it would mess us yeah. up too. But I could also see how it gets that desperate by, like, I would rather, you know, remember when we were doing Saga, the whole idea of, like, I'll kill the baby before I'll hand the baby yeah, over? exactly. Right. That's Canada is the baby, yeah. and we will poison the water <laughs> and kill ourselves before we let you take it. Yeah. And that's the scary thought. When you read this comic, it's there's that scary thought of how far would we go to try and stop America from gaining, a, like, the resources and the landmass and just running amok? Yeah, and, and we say we, say we but I, I'd like to think about how would any community do it yeah, you yeah know, like, you know, just, just, Canadians, just so yeah. anyone because obviously people yeah. listening in like oh we're canadians talking Shout about out this to issue. our irish listeners because i saw that nah. those numbers pop oh really cool yeah. um but no like you know like it could be on any side we're not trying to say it. we're just having to take the perception of the book and yeah. we so happen to be canadian so it, it touches home yeah but like the other thing that's kind of interesting there's like a lot of different versions of the play on fear like even um if you think about it the kids are maybe when the original thing happens, they're maybe four and seven. Yeah, then, like, right, two yeah. years later, they're talking, they're, like, on the run. They find another, like, Canadian hobo, and he's showing them a map of Canada. And he's like, oh, the red part is where they've taken over. Yeah. In which case, it's, like, all but, like, Northwest two, territories. two territories. Not even provinces, territories. So, Only like, the territories are like everyone else listening to it. Imagine it's, like, states, and then, like, just, like... I don't know, like Alaska. It's like this. All of the states are taken care of, and we have Alaska still. Like, yeah, yeah. that's basically like the equivalent of what's going on, and it's 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 really scary. Like, if you were to think about it that way, and like that's where they have to hide out. And I also, you know, it's funny because I also know that it's a comic book and fictional when they show Americans going all the way north, all the way to like Ivijuk and stuff like that. Because I'm like. Americans couldn't handle that cold. Uh, we, as Canadians, can barely handle that I, I cold. Had, I handle. I was at the Crown there. I've actually been at Kujuwak. Oh, have you? Yeah, for my job. <laughs> Yo, okay. I need to explain to you people. If you're not from Canada, we're talking like the, some of the coldest places in the country. Negative fifty-one is what I was. <gasps> you you blink. And your eyelids freeze, like the because there's condensation. Like if you have a scarf and the condensation goes up to your eyelids, your eyelids get a bit of that condensation. So when you blink, your eyes actually slightly freeze. Okay, and yeah, just to so, explain for Americans real quick, Fahrenheit and Celsius meet at minus forty. That's where they are the same. So when he says <laughs> minus fifty one, that's Celsius, and that is damn yeah, fucking like cold. Go, and you guys go can get an, that. Uh, an app converter. And for those who watch Game of Thrones, we're technically the Starks up here in Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're, we're, I, actually, I went you know beyond what? the you wall. Not even. Not <laughs> even. The wall, we're, yeah. we're, <laughs> not even. We're, we're the White Walkers. Like, <laughs> Yo, for funny. real, for real. But, um, no, it's, a, <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's, the book is just interesting that the different facets of fear and then the outcomes, like perfect example, uh, when they find our main character, Amber, well, when the the two four, 
uh, find Amber. She's she's slightly hurt because she got into a, a scuffle with one of the the American mechs, which she was going against a a, a, a robot with a fucking crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah, ain't getting so anywhere. Just, just just to go back, this is a hundred years into the future. There's a ton of technological technological advancements. The Americans have all these massive like mech warrior robots. Uh, that they're using to kind of drones that they're using in this war. They're barely manned um, manned machines. They're really not. They're unmanned machines. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, and she, Amber, our protagonist, and we haven't really talked about the characters much because there's really not much to say about them. Yeah. No. It's, it's, uh, but is the main girl. Yeah, it's a ragtag group of. It's a very small crew of like rebel fighters in this case. Because uh, everyone's pretty much been decimated, or they're in some kind of concentration camp, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, they're fighting against robots pretty much at this point. Right. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. And so, like, they find her. They end up taking care of her. Uh, the, this like little group of people, and then they they defeat this crazy big mech thing with this like glue type gun to like get it, it to stop. Yeah, to, it mucks from, up the the electronics inside, yeah. and then. They find out that oh, it's not man, it's not robot. This one was man, and they it shoots one of the the people that saved her, and then they test her. They're like, oh, we gotta make sure that she's like gonna be good. And like as they're having an argument about like whether or not she has essentially the balls to do things, she takes a gun and blatantly shoots the guy in the head. Which you're like, right, yeah, well, a girl who like her parents died with the with the bombs, and her brother, her only other person she's ever known sacrifice himself by being taken to a concentration camp Mm -hmm. which you find out later on he's alive cool but like like it's that was one thing that was not surprising to me like that the 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 reaction like the reactions that we like the canadians were having i was not like i feel like he was trying to go for like a shock factor but i'm like no like if that's happening yeah i would do that it's just like well like, that's that's fine i mean the fact that they well a first of all these are people they're rebel fighters and then they find this random girl by herself who claims to be canadian uh they save her but you don't just trust anyone just because you know they claim to be canadian you need her to prove that she is uh it's kind of a backwards way like if she is that deep and she's going to go that deep undercover anyone that's that deep undercover would shoot whoever did like if i was undercover i would shoot whoever they tell me to shoot because i'm undercover yeah i'm, I'm supposed to not, play I'm my sp- yeah exactly that's exactly thing, yeah. so that's not really a tried and true tested way to prove for someone <laughs> to prove that they're on your side but she does it anyway because obviously we know she's canadian and her story but they don't know but this is how she goes hey you know what i'm gonna prove it i'll shoot this guy in the head and she does yeah um and then they take her back to the hideout. They don't tell her where the hideout is, obviously, because yeah. they don't want they still don't trust her, so they blindfold her. Um, and the interrogator in all this on the American side of things is called the American. Yeah. Because that's what everybody, I guess, labeled her as. She's, she's the one who does most of the torturing and trying to get yeah. the information out of high level or low level uh, rebels. Yeah. And to um, add on, and- when they when they bring Amber back to their base at the same time. Uh, the Americans end up capturing the, the two fours yeah. like leader just to continue what you're you were saying. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is all like everything we're saying is all happening very quickly, all in the same sequence. They find Amber, they're taking her back to the base. The leader of the rebels is like, I'm gonna stay behind and cover our tracks. As they're all going back to the base, the leader of the rebels get captured and she's the one we were talking about earlier who was being tortured uh, over and over in her in her head uh, in virtual reality, I guess you can call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but she can still feel what's happening. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, is there really much more to, to, to say about this in terms well, of development I mean, or anything that's happened? I mean, at least with the American, they at least show her have some... Like, you could tell that she is prideful on her job, that she's prideful about being American and whatnot. But, but like, she has some... No, but she has some sympathy is what I was going to go for. For for example, right. when she was done the torture, I mean, I don't know if this is true because for all you know, they may have just killed this girl off screen. But when, because she's like, first of all, she's just a hologram of herself because she's like, right. I'm not really here. I'm, I, I'm too busy to be here. But like as she's fading away after they finally break the chief, she's they're like, oh, I'll make sure that you could see something peaceful for the rest of what's going on. Oh, no, she survives because she ends up meeting uh, Amber's brother in the concentration yeah. camp. But she's like, for now, I'll let them play something nice in your head because she could t you could tell the look on her face. She's like, I'm disgusted with what I just did. Yeah, right. I don't know if that's discussed also, well, it, or if, I, if it's I, like I, I, sorry, go ahead, Toby. Sorry, dude. I, I was gonna say that the only reason I think we get that little glimpse into her is because she finally reveals something personal about herself at that point, letting her know she's not American. I'm actually Canadian, right? No, no, that she, happens she, with that happens with Amber. That doesn't happen with the chief. That doesn't happen with the chief. No, it no. happens with Amber because oh, and that's sorry, what that's, that's what made me wonder was the American lying to Amber because their conversation mm. because like just so that everyone else. <clears throat> understands because like there's not really much story to give so after yeah. amber gets to the base uh, everyone has a discussion they're like oh we have a mech warrior that's working now we could try and get uh, a feed and have a uh, lepage who's like this uh, a canadian actor comedian if we could get him to go on the airwaves it could help revolts and it could help uh you know uh, it could get, it could it, stoke the flames of uh, rebellion yeah exactly and so they decide, okay, we're going to go do that uh, because the Americans are coming to get them anyways. There's like a fleet coming after them. And then Ember puts on a, a dead switch bomb to her chest, jumps into like their base and is like, I'm going to blow everything up if you guys don't get the fuck out of my, my like not just out of this territory, get the fuck out of my country. Yeah. And then her and the American are like having, which apparently this is a big deal at, the, at that point in time. You don't really know. And as they're talking, you find out the Americans like, uh, trying to coerce Amber to not blow everything up, mainly because where they are actually located is like on top of some type of a mineral deposit yeah. of sorts. That if it were to blow, if it were to catch it fire, spreads, yeah. it would blow everything up and destroy potentially all our water. Like they were insinuating, or a decent chunk of our water, which is yeah, like it, it would, po it like would poison network. the water that they're trying to pretty much capture up in the northwest nor northwestern territories. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it, it would load it. It would. Poison it with some carcinogens. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. And so when they're having this conversation, the American ends up confessing to her like, oh, I was actually born in Toronto, but, you know, we moved to New York. So I got my citizenship and no one ever cared to research. And you're like, you're looking at there like considering what just went down. I really thought that that was a whole heap of fucking lie. Like yeah. when she was talking to her, I'm like, you are lying. And even Amber, you could see the look on her face. She's like, you're full of shit. Well, for I me, don't believe uh, yeah, the I, the. American doesn't represent anything positive. If anything, the American literally represents what America is supposed to be, which is manipulative, mm -hmm. and will mm -hmm. do anything. Like you I'm know, not saying America is manipulative. No, no, it no is, but like, the writer is <laughs> like me. Brian K. Vaughn's commentary with that character to me seemed really like this character will do anything the character has to do to show to get what the character wants, and mm -hmm. will you know, with one hand smack the 
fuck out of you mm. and then with the other hand offer you something to drink moments later mm. being like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry then smack you in the face again oh i, I didn't mean to do that smack you because that's because <laughs> that's what it is right it really like, is yeah like yeah, that's, yeah it's that's like an abusive the, abusive relationship yeah, yeah. And, and and you know and that's what i love you baby smack. yeah <laughs> but that's the thing right that's the joke about america america is you know when this whole thing was happening politically recently the joke that a lot of people were saying is like well citizens of america are like an abused partners because as much as america as a country has done and as much as their leadership has done americans will still be there like yeah but this is the greatest nation in the world and you're like god man <laughs> and that's what i feel like Kayvon's trying to say like i don't know if Kayvon's actually saying it as in we are actually the greatest nation in the world and even if this person was supposedly canadian look at them they're a turncoat at the end they're just like they're even they're even willing to turn themselves they're not truly american or the flip side that they're lying because they're willing to manipulate anything i don't know but i don't know and the other characters in this movie like the ragtag group of re rebels that we find like literally every single one of them pretty much dies yeah uh, uh, our, so as, we, as soon as we start getting some sort of like information on their backstory, they're just killed off and to kind of move the story along. I feel is is why. Um, and Amber, who's our main protagonist, and her B plot in this whole thing is trying to find her brother ever yeah. since she was a kid. Mm. Um, and obviously, halfway through the I think third issue or something like that, we find out the brother is still alive. Um, she, like you said, ends up blowing herself up at the end. Yeah. To, for to, this to, cause for the or good. the whole for the greater good i guess she gives up on her brother being alive at that point or what do you think is i i think that in her head she like, drove her at that point I she think, became so gung-ho to go to war like after a certain amount of time there, there's a there's a term for it i don't know what it is uh it might be pdsb i'm not too sure but it's one of those situations where it's like i feel it's, like i've lost everything i don't care about anything anymore if I do this, everyone else wins. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm calling it a day. That's what I felt that she was doing. And if anything, her back in the back of her mind, she's like, if my brother is alive, he's in one of these concentration camps. If I end up ever finding him, it's very unlikely. This is the one way that if he is alive, I'm saving. I'm him. saving him. Yeah. Uh, the one thing also about it for her is like obviously the one thing that you could tell, especially when she loses her brother. For lack of a better term, she's soulless. She does not give a damn about anything, and you can tell. Um, so I think that's where it came from. Uh, one mm. critique that I and also seeing your parents blown to bits in front of you, yeah, as a kid exactly. Do that you know, you're, 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 you're gonna be scarred, and then your dad being like, "Take care of your sister," and he's like losing all sorts of appendages and whatnot. Yeah. Actually, if you look at it really closely, you actually see that the mom got blown up in half because her yeah. dead body's like leaned over one place and her feet are also leaned over one place, which is like that. Yeah. You, that, that's ripped apart because that is not physically possible. To yeah, that's like that. messed up. Um, yeah. But again, like that's, that's one thing that was very about this book. It was very gore. One thing though, that I was not really a fan about in this story, like two things. A, I felt this was very rushed. Like, even the it is. Like, six it, it, issues. It's, no, yeah. but it's like six issues that happened. Like I don't even know if twenty four hours passed. Like if you actually think about like when they find her, like not the don't think about like the the past that they go over, but if you think about when you see Amber for the first time and then when she blows up, yeah, it's probably twenty four hours. I would say barely, barely. forty eight, a few hours. Yeah, I would say it's like somewhere between like 
36. 36, yeah. 24. But it's short because it's, it's, it's like it's nighttime, like in the in, from issue one till issue four or something. Yeah. Or five where they actually attack their base, the two twenty the two four stars yeah. base. It's only nighttime at the, finally. Yeah. Whereas when they went in it was daytime. Yeah. Like there could be the concept that maybe when they gagged her and everything, more time elapsed, but like yeah, you know, they, but they don't really give they you, don't yeah. give you that type of Sense, thing. Yeah. But like the other thing about it is like six issues and we won all of that a was, sudden. It was very quick. Very, and, very and, quick. And to be honest, I I was not convinced with the win. Did we win though? Like, because like we we blew up we blew up one thing, just because we blew up a resource. Does that mean all America is gonna leave all the no, other no, like? No, no, no. How is that? How does that free all the concentration? No, exactly. Camp? Like I don't no. like everyone's acting like even the people in the tr- concentration camps are like, yay, we won, and you're like, but you're still in prison in a concentration camp. You're in you're Prince in Edward the- Island, which is an island, and they, if anything, they definitely blew up that one bridge that connects you. So there you go. Like yeah, like yeah. I, I didn't like mm. at the end to get that feeling of win. I'm like you you won a battle, but this Not is the war. far yeah, from a, that, yeah. a war, and you guys are celebrating like you just won the war. Yeah. And if anything, to be quite honest, if like I, one of the reasons why I don't think they made a, a sequel to this is because well, what's the sequel? Oh, they screwed us over. We're killing all of you now. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's, is that, that's why that's what I didn't like about the progression is that you killed off so many characters that could potentially be important to moving the story along, and by the time it's all done, you're left with two. Yeah. Brother yeah. and the chief. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. And, and and now you're you, gonna you watch the, the next couple few issues. You'll, you're, what's you're his gonna... name? You have Q and Lepage as well. You have the I don't know her name. I, I nicknamed her Q because I always had difficulty pronouncing it. Oh, uh, Kabani or something. Yeah, you had her and you had um, Lepage and you had the, the dog. I I very much appreciate. This is really funny. You could call killed all the people in the book. I'm happy you didn't kill the dog. <laughs> I, I get really emotional when <laughs> animals <lovers>. die in <laughs> no any animal that dies in movies and or like TV shows or comic books. I always end up having to be like, all right. It's cool. I'm a man. I actually, I've had conversations with people about that. One of the things that a lot of my friends who are similar like you, they say the reason that they care so much when the animals die is because the animals have no choice in anything. Humans, at least in the storylines, are often, you know, either victims through inactivity or victims because they're going against someone. Or they stupid. Yeah. Whereas, like, the dog (laughs) has, like, a pet has no concept of what you're doing. It doesn't know that there's a war going on that doesn't it doesn't care it's just like the the master exactly i I want food yeah (laughs) you know it's just like did you guys ever see uh what's that movie 187 with samuel jackson i haven't seen it no that movie uh, big spoiler but whatever um the movie's about like a a substitute if i remember i watched this i should not have watched this at age 13 um it's about uh well samuel jackson he's in like a, a dangerous minds type scenario he's a substitute teacher at a school uh, you know, underprivileged kids and all that type of stuff. He's dating uh, some white teacher or whatever. They get offended about him because of his stance. They get offended. The students get offended that he's dating uh, a white teacher. The white teacher has a dog. Beautiful lab. You're not gonna. If, and people bring out the tissues, papers. If you're not. If you're not comfortable with this stuff, but you see him come home one day with his girlfriend, and they're like, "Where's the dog? Oh, I think it's outside." And you just see the leash like really taut in the back. Like it's like as if the dog ran like really far away, and then you eventually see it that's really taut, really taut. He jumps. Apparently, they made the students made the dog jump over their fence to hang itself, and you know you see the taut like leash and that's cool. 
But then they actually go around the fence and show you the dead dog hanging there. And I could not sleep for like five days when I was like 13 years old. Thanks for telling us all that story in which now we won't be sleeping. <laughs> well, there you go. well, that's what I'm saying. Thank you for sparing the dog. <laughs> the whole time you're telling that story in my head, I'm like, if it scarred you, why would you pass that on? Because I've not gotten over it, man. You this bastard. is also supposed to be healing time for me over here. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the read as fast paced as it was, but at the end, I was left going well i guess there won't be any more because there's not much left to tell no. at this point and sure enough there's really only six issues of this and the last one was probably what 2016 2015 i think yeah, yeah. but can was I the ask, last the sixth issue can i ask you guys a hypothetical let, yep. let, let's play let's play hypothetical mm -hmm. so let's say we did do an issue two or series two and let's say the, the, the goal of the book was not necessarily that we won, but we got to take shit back and we were still having a war. How the fuck do you get to that point from where you are now? That's well, where you're going to have to somehow enlist. And I don't know what happened to every other country in this scenario. Thank you. That, that's a good gonna, point. You're, you're going to have to somehow enlist the help of another country. Because rebels. Been, yeah. I've been saying from the beginning, my biggest issue with this whole story is the complete in absence absence of every other country in the world <laughs> i'm sorry Amer if 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 you're investigating who bombed america and america says it's canada and we've invaded them and all the other countries are like whoa canada barely has a military that could take you guys on like it, there's so many factors as to why can't we are one tenth their population even if you were to go a hundred years into the future our population growth ex it, at the the rate at which we grow versus the rate at which they grow we would still not catch up with them no. in any which way or no form. way so also, let's say yeah, we're still also, a like if go ahead sorry <laughs> keep talking also if america attacks us for our resources another country is not just gonna stand oh, here and go let them not. take let them take let them take all of it Dude, we're gonna want some too we're part of the commonwealth there's an agreement <laughs> already under the british empire what is the british empire done at this point because yeah. australia canada the uk jamaica like there's so many countries under the commonwealth that if you were to get attacked technically we are supposed to support each other and protect each other so if america who broke away from them in 1775 and then declared their independence 1776 whatever and did all their things good for you but you're not part of the commonwealth and you decide to attack a commonwealth nation there should be some repercussions but this story is just 100 years in the future we're supposed to just forget history and just ignore it and we're supposed to just sit on the sidelines and read the story of insane craziness where america just bulldozes its way into canada and we're all just going okay well, I think... Yeah, it wasn't that well thought out, I no. think, the story. Well, you know he, he had an idea, tried to execute it, and it didn't execute very and well. You literally need one line to say the Commonwealth fell. You're it, Too bad the Commonwealth fell 50 years before we attacked you. You would have at least had their support. Mm. At, yeah. well, that one line would have been enough for me <laughs> yeah. to be like, ah, right. okay. Yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I think you guys answered the question, though. The answer to to volume two of this would have been World War Three. Yeah. Uh, the American is uh, Adolf Hitler at that point. But but that the, would have to be it. Because which is like, which is another actual. Yeah. I think, and I'm not I'm not hating on on the U.S. I'm just I'm just being quite honest. They have a lot of guns. Yeah. And, and yeah, that yeah, freaks me course. out a little bit. 
and that's fine. You want to protect yourselves. That's cool. You you have all, all sorts of rights. I'm not taking that away. But at the end of the day, when you have a whole bunch of people looking at another bu- a whole bunch of people who have a lot more guns than everyone else, it makes you wonder if that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And like, I'm not trying to yeah. get too political because I don't want people who are no, the no, same. And, and FYI, I, I'm just going to give a shout out. If any Americans are listening to this, this is not a critique on you. This is like... No, also, Brian K. Vaughn is critiquing th- yeah, you guys, yeah, not this, us. Th- th- we're just saying like, <laughs> we're just taking the context, right? Like, I- I've met many, many Americans. I don't think they're all, you know, because everyone says the funny things about Trump and, and this and that. I think uh, Men in Black said it great. People are smart. A group of people can be stupid. Uh, I think a lot of Americans are, are, are very intelligent, but when it comes to one of these things, it's like fear. Fear has a, a weird domino effect. That, that's, and, so and I feel like it's also so with this patriotism. Is about. Yeah, it, yeah, and those yeah. two coupled together, very dangerous. It's it's dangerous. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. for anybody. Anyways, yeah, I, I'm I'm getting all riled up, guys. Yeah, let's yeah. move into our <laughs> next segment. That's pretty much the discussion. Doc's supposed to be all happy all the time, and I see this twinkle in his eye. I'm like, <laughs> I'm angry. I I I. I the only class I ever got a hundred percent in in high school was history. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the only class I ever, and it's not because I'm not a his, historian. I'm not a big history buff, but I liked the facts of history. And then as you grow older, you find out that the facts that you read in school aren't the only facts. There's definitely you know facts that were written by winners. So mm. then I started to look up the other stuff for myself. <laughs> the, he's trying to say the losers. <laughs> well, no, winners, no, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying history is written by the victors. So yeah, you yeah know, always. When, so when I'm re- when the history that I learned in school was written by people who were trying to protect the country to make the country look in, in a positive light and then as i got older i got to explore and research history on my own and then i found out more things so then for something to come along and project 100 years into the future and just ignore the all aspects of history i'm like what are you doing it's like dude yeah you high gotta, school you level gotta, research could have been done to make this better yeah That's probably definitely I'm okay with this scenario if it was like an alternate reality, but then make sure it's not that based in reality. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, make sure you separate it from the true facts. And in this case, you use eighteen twelve, you use nineteen yeah. thirty, like you mentioned. Nineteen thirty, yeah. yeah. Like all those things were historical, but then you like just kind of tossed that out the window and went mad crazy with your story. And I'm like, whoa, man! Like you gotta yeah. hold on to some of the facts here. Like, mm. <laughs> that's true. Anyways. Anyways, but if you numb your, is it's a good read. Yes, yes. Yeah, I will say that. If yeah. you ignore all the historical lapses. Yeah. yeah. One it's thing I, I will Don't actually be a say. Brian. Uh, <laughs> one thing I'll actually say though, and uh, I know I, I comment on this, but I think it's maybe because I, 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 part of you know being part of Square Idea, I have I see I have to judge these things, I have to see these things, I have to judge myself, I have to judge, you know, well not judge but like critique on my counterparts. I did really like the the art as a whole. Yes. I thought yes, it was great. Well, Brian, Sorry. Brian, Brian Kavon does a great, he has a good team of like yeah. counselors and, yeah. and, and people around him. So yeah. And it's interesting because like, it's like, it's lighter when it first starts and it's darker when you get to like, because they do flashbacks all the time. Yeah. It's cool mm-hmm. that in the flashbacks, things are lighter. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a it's comment strong, about what's yeah. going on. Right. It's like, yeah. Oh, these were good times. And now these are bad times. It's true. That's so. true. Sorry. Yeah. We did that whole review. And we didn't talk about the arts. Very nice. The storytelling, the pace, the pace is a little fast. Like it's, we said, but that's too fast. For like me. we said, it, it comes down to the factor of trying to tell so much story in such a little time uh in my case there are aspects that i felt were neglected and aspects that were to- tossed in it does have great commentary it makes you wonder who's who what's what what's going on so but that was fun so mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean I'll, I'll add more in my final thoughts yeah. but yeah. yeah 
I would definitely have liked to know how all that technology came to be too. Like there's yeah, some things yeah, that, yeah. that didn't, you know, then it's like, okay, so a hundred years into the future, we have all of this. How did we even get there? Yeah. So like a prequel. Would I don't, yeah, or a how, prequel. Well, I, a, I'd be done. a future prequel. How would you say that? A Not prequel? even the first six <laughs> issues, the first six issues should have been just a constant, like back and sort of like a flashback and back to now. Like yeah. it should have been that. Which I Before usually we even hate, get, but. I think that would have explained this a little bit better instead of just going from her seeing her parents blown up to her becoming a, a, a martyr yeah. at the end by her choice. I don't know. It just is. It was definitely rushed to the point where it's like, well, I guess she wasn't the main character then. You know, mm. I don't know. I like don't know. You, like you said, the whole story does feel like it takes place in thirty six hours or something. Yeah. So yeah, you know, yeah. crazy. Okay, guys. All right. Best so. favorite worst BFW. What what? Today's we best gotta, favorite word. We gotta get the chimes for this. We really gotta <laughs> we'll invest. We gotta invest in those times. Um, uh, today's best favorite worst is going to be our best favorite and worst weapons of mass destruction, mm-hmm. and they are not limited to just machinery. <laughs> they can also be people as well. I disagree, but we can go. I, I'm gonna stick. I'm going to Listen, stick with what. I'm going to stick with something that I control without manipulation. That's well, what I was saying. That, what are you talking about? No, because example. No, but example. No, I can give. I can. 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 I like yeah, you're, but, you're giving them more of a compliment on the yeah, mini- but you're giving us you're giving a scenario where you, sure that's true, but there are other scenarios where that's not true. Yeah, okay, and, and, I'm just and, saying. And for exa- also, for exa- hey, sorry, I'm not Toby, hating. I'm not hating. Okay, so I, I'll go with my my favorite. Yeah, what, uh, weapon what of mass first. destruction. Okay, uh, favorite weapon of mass destruction would have to be Brainiac. Okay, that's a that's one of my favorite weapons yeah. of mass destruction that, solely cool. because. Every single time I watch a Superman, anything that involves Brainiac, I'm like, how are they even going to get rid of this guy right now? Yeah. Or this thing, because it's just so smart, powerful. It should have taken over the universe by now is pretty much what I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's mm-hmm. just just never stops learning, never stops coming at you, always has a contingency plan. Even though you defeat it, it's always found a way to speckle itself somewhere else so it can grow again and come back at you. It's like a berserker. It never stops coming at you. Mm-hmm. So for me, my favorite weapon of mass destruction is Brainiac. Cool. What about you? I will easily say it is. I was initially going to say Green Lantern Ring, and then I thought of the most logical solution to my problem, uh, White Lantern Ring. Oh, you you control ring. all the spectrums. You could do basically whatever you want from all the spectrums. Uh, you, you, you are the creator of death and life, and you can do will, fear, anger, love. You, you, you have it all. Really, okay. and then on top of that, you so can make your contract. weapon of mass destruction is a is a is a ring. Is a ring that makes you do anything? Yeah. Okay, it so it's right kind of like pocket. it's kind of like your weapon. <laughs> it's kind of like the superhero's weapon. Exactly. It's not really okay. You get what? All that's right. what I meant from weapons of mass destruction. I see. Okay. Well, I'm thinking like literally destruction. No, that's so fine. Whatever. Well, no, because technically, <laughs> if I wanted to, if I had it, and I don't want to play a, a, a Thanos here, but I could snap my my fingers and destroy everything if I wanted. Yeah. All right. What about you, Doc? Favorite. Hmm. For my favorite, 
the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Actually, no, Cosmic Cube. I think the Cosmic Cube is oh, one of my favorites. Okay. I, I, and I like the Cosmic Cube only because of how... I mean, now it's a person, so it's both in this scenario. It was originally mm. just a cube, then it became Kobik, that little girl. And one of the reasons that I think it, she, is one of my favorites is the fact that it, she, can be influenced. Mm-hmm. And so at first it could just be used, but then it became a sentient being. And then it could be, and then to use it, you had to be a master manipulator. And the Red Skull was a master manipulator, so you could use right. it. And then, you know, but at the same time, other people who have been good have been able to manipulate it. Or, I guess, I, I don't want to say manipulate, because when Bucky was trying to protect it and trying to teach it, he was trying to teach that the, there's good in the world and you have to be able to control your impulses because you are essentially one of the most powerful beings on the planet right now. But it's just always interesting that I like the fact that you have to manipulate the the use. It's not a simple like just press a button. Okay. Right, because if we're talking about that, a manipulated Superman is probably the best weapon of mass I was going to say he's one of the. <laughs> well, he is. He is one of the best. So, but we'll leave we'll leave him out of this one just just because. Right. So then, because uh, I already know who. Because uh, similarly, anyways, I'll wait till right. we get to worse. But so uh, so I want to start with best next. Okay. Who yeah, you guys say yeah. best? I, I actually I'll go first because it's really short and sweet. Infinity Gauntlet with all the with all the stones, yeah. it's probably the best. Like, it's just it's 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 the best. It's there's it's no there's quick, no way to describe it. They made a movie yeah. about it. Like, <laughs> it's quick. It's simple. It's kind of like amassing all the Dragon Balls and having all the wish yeah. in the world. And like not just in one, one in all, one glove. as many wishes you want. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think you're right. That's probably the best. Is there anything else as effective as quickly without causing? I, I mentioned Galactus earlier as as a big weapon of mass destruction. Mm. Uh, I just don't know how effective he is because it does take time to go from planet to planet yeah. through every universe, whereas the Infinity Gauntlet is literally with a snap and a thought, yeah. and things are destroyed. So, yeah, I, I might have to agree with you on that one. I don't think I could do anything better than, than the Infinity Gauntlet. I still want to use Scarlet Witch. <laughs> you could use okay. it, man, but Scarlet like, Witch to me The, the way is... how you manipulate her is technically the weapon. <laughs> But th- what are you talking about? So wait, wait, In House wait, wait, of wait, M, wait. he didn't use anything. He literally... He played with her emotions, though, no? No, he got. He told her, they're going to kill you. We need to figure out how to protect ourselves. Do this. That's it. Yeah, but that... And then you're not her brother. You're not someone she loves and trusts and whatnot. Unless you're going to go and invest your time and be like, well, hey, I mean, baby. In this scenario, look at, look in this this, scenario this, this, he this. is. Thank you. In this scenario, he is. It's it's his choice of what the weapon of that's mass fair. destruction no, is. Fair. So he takes on that's the fair. form that he needs to take on to control that weapon. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing a Michael Jackson head bob. Yeah, because the fact that you can use that character to also use Charles Xavier's mind to then scan every person on Earth and give them what they want to recreate the entire world and that's that's it's, the thing yeah, about House of it's M. It's pretty insane, actually. Yeah, and that's the thing about House of M. We didn't explore the galactic effect it had. Like, what that's does right. it mean on in the Shi'ar Empire, in the Kree Empire? Like, what happened? Is it that those empires were also affected? I guess not, because she not. could only. There's only a range. But does that mean when they come to Earth, it the effects start to happen? There's so much I want to know, and that makes that weapon the best and most interesting to me. Fair. Scarlet mm. Witch, the west, the best weapon ever. 
Fair. Interesting. Yeah. See, I got, I got thoughts, Chris. I got thoughts. I got ideas. What about uh, no, no, what about no. the worst? Oh, I, 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 I'm gonna go on a soapbox <laughs> for my. Okay, right. I, 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 I go last. I, I hate, I hate, I, I literally hate the weapon I'm gonna okay. talk about. Let's let him go last then, so that he can do his soapbox. <laughs> Toby, what do you have for worse? Ah, uh, because my worst is know. a person again. <laughs> I think, I think my worst, my yeah, mine is kind of not really a person, but it's along the same lines of what I chose as my favorite. But I don't like Doomsday as a weapon. Yeah, ah, I feel okay. it's such a it's such a cop out almost. It's one of those like, like oh, we created this monster that just only keeps eating, doesn't stop, just keeps going, doesn't yeah. stop, nothing can stop it, just keeps going, and it's just like, well, they do stop it. <laughs> yeah, like what's the? I don't know. It's just a, a waste. It's not a. It's it's one of those like distraction weapon. I don't know. Anyway, my worst. And then nothing si- wants to say about that. Similarly, yeah. mine is Sentry. Ah, uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's a weapon that is broken. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. it's a weapon who's psychologically broken inside. So even when you manipulate it, there's so much attention needed to make sure the weapon fires when you need it to. It's literally just like, okay, I've put in place everything I need for the weapon to do this. And then the weapon starts going, uh, the void's in my head. And you're like, God. Damn it! Okay, hold on. I will fix the void and protect the love of your life. Just you, you as the weapon. Do this. I'm the sentry. It's like shut the up, man. That's how it feels. That's how Norman. Yeah. That's how Norman Osborn actually went crazy in the Dark Avengers story, trying to control the sentry drove him insane. Yeah, that's true. That's actually very true. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna go on my on a mini soapbox. A mini soapbox. Yeah, I yeah. hate. Oh. I absolutely hate in design. <laughs> In thought out, in use, the fucking ultimate nullifier that fucking Reed Richards gets for, for for many reasons. First of all, it is something that could like destroy anything and whatnot. Like it's powerful. Don't get me wrong. It's not about the power. It's about execution in this one, people. <laughs> like it looks like a cassette. Like it looks like a, a square box, no bigger than a cassette deck, with no trick. With what looks to be no trigger. That has it. It's 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 um it, like the shaft of the gun, if you will, is not straight. It curls up. It almost looks like it's gonna shoot you in the face <laughs> by pointing straight. So this like this small object that could fit in a baby's hand is the thing that brings down Galactus. It is the equivalent of a elephant versus a mouse, except for the mouse is dead, crippled <laughs> and retarded. Yeah, I don't I don't know actually like. Research it. It's kind of it's kind of like I know I know what it is. It's kind of like the Infinity Gauntlet in a way, right? It's supposed to like nullif- uh, nullify all. It's uh, well, I have it not right a, here. nullify. It's supposed to like erase all of reality. I it's, guess it's uh, its power is so great that it, in the right circumstances, whoever used the nullifier could take on Thanos. Nah, nah, nah. Where does it say? Sorry, I researched this. I'm just trying to get to where it says it can eliminate anything from existence. So in itself, the description is vague. It's like it's like that movie Envy where they're like zapping the poop. Where does the poop go? Oh yeah. Like that's what the ultimate nullifier is. <laughs> and it's a piece of shit. Is what I'm trying to say, gentlemen. Like it's just, yeah. It's, it's also it's it I is a piece it. of shit because I just found out that even though it's insanely powerful, because in the wrong hands you press a button, boom, reality gone. Uh, if you unite all the infinity gemstones and stuff like that, which are the universe. They can pretty much you can just make it go away. And yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. And, and the so. thing that also pissed me off as a kid, this because this this is this is ancient hate for me. <laughs> you know, when you I don't know if did you guys ever collect the cards, like I the have, Marvel cards. Mm. And, I have the entire collection. Here. Okay, I have, I have a bunch of them too. Yeah. 
They wasted a card on that thing. Like they had like, you know, oh here's the here's like the 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 rookies, here's the bases, here's the evil teams and the good teams, and here's the weapons. And you're like, oh this is so cool, this is so cool. What's this fucking box? <laughs> <laughs> and then like they show you a picture of it and you say like I could break that in my hand. Yeah, like, I feel looks, like a kid would have it and just terrible. be smashing it against the ground and not realizing what he's doing with it. Yeah. It looks anyway. it looks like a bulkier version of those clickers bouncers have at the club, you know? Like, <laughs> 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 yeah. That's pretty much what it looks like. All right. So that, that's All the right, end of yeah. my soapbox. That's the end of my soapbox. Un- understood. It's not a great looking weapon, that's for it's sure. Just, um, and the fact that yeah. Galax is like, oh no. Anyways. Rand over. Okay. There you I go. think we're good. Cool. So, uh, uh, final thoughts on We Stand On Guard, guys. Clearly based on the Canadian National Anthem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with glowing hearts, guys. What do we think about this? <laughs> glowing up hearts. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, I thought the use of fear and torture and all that stuff, it was good. It provoked emotion. I thought that was cool. Uh, I think the art was really cool. It was almost too good. Like when they're seeing like people who get like their heads blown up yeah. and you like see like an uh, like the detail of the explosions in this is. Yes. Little- so the art is almost better than the writing in this one. Yeah. I would have to say it's like one yeah. of those things where it's like, yo, I, I, I want you, but I don't want you to make a movie out of this because people will throw up. I would. There was, I, there was not enough emotional stake in the writing for the art to really hit home as much yeah. as it should have. Yeah. Or, or I would have been okay with the artist being lazier. <laughs> like, but I think it's yeah, also because he's not bit. Canadian, though, right? He had to research for it, which is like... Wait, isn't the artist Canadian? Isn't that no, 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 no. So the artist is Canadian, Canadian but the writer isn't, right? Oh, sorry, sorry. So, yeah. like, maybe he was trying to evoke something. Mind you, I bet writing this, to a certain degree, I bet he wrote stuff, and he had, he probably did ease back, like, on it. There had to be some times that he eased back on, he left... I, I, I think this is one of those things where he should have taken his time on. I think it was rushed straight yeah, up. Yeah. I think there's a really good story to be told here. It was just rushed. Yeah. Like if you were to reboot or remake this, I'd be kind of down. Yeah. I'd be kinda Re- down. And, and the first six issues, exposition, please. Yeah. yeah. That or, like, or just, do it in one issue. Like like this sure. happened. This happened. Let's just move on. Yeah. If, exactly. if, if, you're, if you're not going to completely reboot it. That yeah. being said, for me, um, I would regularly give this a three. I'm getting a three point five only because I'm Canadian and I'm from Montreal. So there was a lot of extra tidbits, like just the speaking in French yeah, and getting that, that, which was really cool. Like yeah. that stuff was cool as a reader, but like I wonder if people had to Google. Well, that's it, right? For sure, like, I for imagine sure. People, they didn't even they didn't even bother translating. I know, yeah. yeah. So like, but I'm wondering if they else. understood in context or. Like, I mm. wonder if it was possible to, like, gleam what they're trying to say. But, I mean, that's crazy because that's, like, if I was to read something that was Spanish. in Mandarin or – Yeah, I'm, like, reading it and then it's just Mandarin. I'm like, oh, I get what he's trying to say. Like, his facial features, yeah, he's upset. I get the context. She, she <laughs> wants them. She wants them. Yeah. She's angry, but she wants that. Yeah. So, 3.5 for you. What about you, Doc? Uh, three. Three. Yeah. Three? I'm going to stick with three. Okay. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think it's worth – reading i uh, i think that Kayvon is trying things here that he didn't try in other stories i'm not sure what he was exactly trying and why he picked canada in this wild insane story but he was really trying he's trying something new he's trying something interesting and as canadians and i agree we do not get a lot of shine you know alpha flight in marvel oh, regularly tossed aside oh, i don't even think there's any representation of canada in dc that i can i can't think of any and, right. So you know, it, it like it. It's nice to see 
Canada, like we are literally right next to America. So the things that happen in America in the comic book universes affect us. So for them to, for so many comic book writers to just outright ignore us all the time, I get that we're a smaller market, but we should be affected by their stories. So for someone to finally write a story that is directly connecting America and Canada was interesting and was fun. So I do say three, three on uh, three on five. Okay, definitely a fun read. I wish it was more, more. Um, there was more expo- exposition, which is something that I actually request less of usually. Mm. Uh, but in this case, I feel like it could definitely use with a bit, bit more background for every, for a lot of the characters, a lot of the story, and how it became to be. Yeah. Um, and just I'm gonna, I always rate these things based on either the author because I like them or a type of story because I, that I like not necessarily as an individual book if if I had to rate this as, as an individual book it'd be a lot less in my opinion mm-hmm. I'm going to rate it against other Brian K. Vaughn stories that I like um, it's not up to par uh, yeah, uh, but agreed. it is but it is a fun read uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5 yeah. okay like actually no yeah. I'm going to 3.25 because I just realized if someone came up to me and asked me would you recommend to read this I would say yes, but not the first thing for you to read. Yeah, like that's, Ooh, it, I, I'd be, recommend this as a read. I'm but sorry, definitely. but it's not, there's other things I would suggest way before. Unless the person seven five, then you're right. Like you know, because like, it's <laughs> yeah. not. It's not actually. You know what? Three for me. Then actually, I to could, be quite honest, because like just keep going down. <laughs> no, because it's, no, but let's be honest. Like just, just come the, down to two point five. <laughs> you know, no, but, no, because it's a two point five. <laughs> <you got it. laughs> I'm saying it's at a three. Fun I'm read saying, and I got you, Brian. I'm saying at three. There's no substance. Nothing really stuck. There's no substance. It didn't really like grab me it was just a fun read like ooh, fun ride and it's over it's That's a it. bear pass because now it's 18 on f- 8 on 15 <laughs> but, but i want to say one thing though shame on dc because i just did a quick research right now shame on dc the only like they have some canadian characters but the only one that isn't like you guys might know adam is strange. adam strange the best the, right. the best other He's one canadian. and by name only by name is the lumberjack Oh God! <laughs> On that note, guys. Yeah, we're done. We are ending this one. <laughs> DC, get up! Okay, like, win us back, DC. All right, guys, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, Dave. You want to tell the people squared-idea.com? that instagram <laughs> you can also find me on uh, instagram at merc underscore witta that's w-i-t-t-a underscore mouth uh by the time you've listened to this trinity one should be out so you should definitely hit us up and uh, check that out there you check go toby at that fit at, dude that's it that's all at that fit dude on instagram there you go i'm at brian holiday h-o-l-i-d-a-e this has been That's Canon, and thank you guys for tuning in. You can always check out our stuff on FranklinArmstrong.com. We have Geektastic Cypher, That's Canon, Running With Wolves, The Morning Detour, and the latest addition to our wonderful collective, the one, the only, K&Them podcast. Check her out. She has amazing stuff. If you guys haven't had a chance, all those episodes are available on FranklinArmstrong.com, and you can follow us on social media at a strong. Franklin. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back in the next issue. Peace. Peace.